Hello everyone, my name is Eli Hollingsworth and welcome back to Against the Current, a The Chosen podcast, where today we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 4, Clean, Part 1. And yes, this is Part 1, so um, if you watch the episode and like kind of were like, wait a minute, what? It just kind of ended so suddenly, like, it's just, it's just, that's, that's it? Um, yeah, it's a Part 1. The title is Clean, Part 1. So, um, I'm very interested to see how much we're going to get of the Clean Saga. Um, there might be two parts, there might be even three parts, who knows? I'm, I'm pretty sure there's just gonna be two. But, um, and I haven't seen the live stream, so I don't know any other, um, like, details on it, since I've recorded this beforehand. But, um, I just got done watching it, and this episode is another fantastic episode of The Chosen. Because, it, I mean, I mean, I said last time, I was like, season three, episode three, this is my favorite episode of the show. But this episode is also just extremely amazing. Like, I don't, it's, 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 it's getting very hard to decide nowadays because I just have so many, so many, there's, there's, there's getting better and better. Like every episode is like just absolutely amazing. And this episode is no exception. I mean, just, just, I mean, if you've seen the episode, you know, just from that intro alone, I mean, just, just the opening scene, so incredible, so awesome, so amazing. So, uh, but what makes it amazing? What did I think about it? I mean, you know, more than what I've already just said. Um, let's get right into it. So, the episode opens in black and white. The intro scene kind of montage is there's no color in the entire um, scene until we get to the intro. And so really the first color that we see in this episode is teal, which is the color that represents, you know, it's close to water, which represents life and kind of like um, like th- thriving. So um, very, very interesting thing to point out. Just the first color we see in this episode is teal. Which is kind of the chosen's, you know, theme. Um, but I'm surprised we haven't gotten more, you know, just black and white scenes before, since the chosen's kind of um, branding theme is it's 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 black and white, and then there's just like the teal color. Like it'd be cool if we got um, one time where they like kind of keyed out every other color and made it um, black and white except for teal. Like all the teal parts of the image are the only ones that you could see. That'd be that that'd be that'd probably look a little funky. Like the only color I've really seen that done with before is red. You know, just like every other color is desaturated except for red. I think it'd be very cool to do that with teal, but it also might look weird. I don't know. I haven't tried it myself, but very cool nonetheless. You know, just this opening scene, very well done. This, but the chosen nails it with these montages every time. Seriously, like these, the montages are so awesome every time because the season three we've had quite a few so far. Or, um, as, as far as you know, like we're halfway through this season, and um. We've already had like a few montages so far, and I, I every one of them's been super awesome. The music has been amazing, the editing has been amazing, the cinematography has been awesome, and all of them are different. Um, and this one is no exception because it, it's the only one that's in black and white so far. But I mean, I I totally sign up for a black and white version of the whole show. Actually, um, very cool. And you, it's it's just the whole scene is so beautiful because it's just a montage of the disciples going around healing different people in different ways. Uh, a few standouts to me were. Um, John and Thomas healing the blind lady just because you see John is just as surprised with himself as the um, blind lady is. And uh, little James healing the um, the disabled person, I thought also very touching considering his scene with Jesus earlier in uh, Season 3, Episode 2. Um, very cool stuff. Just everything. Matthew and Simon the Zealot, all is just super, super cool. Um, very cool. So I'm not, I'm not going to go into specific, like there's, okay, so there's the voodoo part, which I was very interested in. There's this guy like doing voodoo with a crow and, uh, that's when Simon and Judas comes in that, that was an interesting scene. And it's very interesting to see, uh, Simon and Judas together as well. 
uh, liked that pairing, but it's very, very awesome. So, um, that whole montage, 10 out of 10, super, super amazing. Um, and it definitely, like, it's like, you could see, like, they were, they were talking about how a lot of people were talking about, oh, that intro scene, you know, before the episode, um, came out, and, uh, it's very easy to see why it's standout of the whole show so far. Um, but we open with, a kind of, a Pharisee is reading the Torah, and in the synagogue, and Zebedee is, points out how John and James are kind of, like, at odds with each other right now. They're kind of, like, having a little... Uh, brotherly battle, you could say. I mean, not battle, maybe, but they're they're at a bit of a disagreement right now. Uh, it's unclear why in that point in the episode, but um, the uh, the point of the scene is to point out that uh, the, the tunnel feeding the cistern is clogged up. So in this episode, a big plot point here is uh, the cistern gets clogged up, um, and so then that's like the main place where they get their water. So now everybody has to go to the well or like different places. Uh, as we see, Eden goes to like this secret spring that Veronica knows about, and uh, it's pretty obvious who Veronica's going to be, what character she's going to play, but um, we'll get into that in a second. Um, <laughs> uh, so we the, the cistern is clogged up, and the Romans don't want to fix it. They want the Jews to get the materials themselves and fix it. Um, so there's a bit of a disagreement between Yusuf, and Yusuf has a bit of pressure put on him to kind of get this whole thing sorted out, so then the people stop complaining about it. Um, and... Uh, so we get that whole scene, and then uh, Yusuf comes to uh, Jairus, who um, he's, he's uh, Jairus wanted to see Yusuf because Jairus is telling him that he believes that Jesus is the Messiah, and uh, he's he's Yusuf is very much against him saying that because he knows the consequences of what he's saying. But um, it's a it's a very cool scene because I mean we knew that this was this was going to be set up or this was set up when uh, we first met Jairus. But he's the uh, the one who Jesus uh, heals his daughter. So at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, but you should have seen it already. So um, hopefully you've already seen it. But uh, at the end, when Jairus' daughter kind of is very, very ill, um, it's it's in, it's obvious that uh, Jairus is going to be the one that in the Bible Jesus heals his daughter. So that's probably coming later because um, probably in Clean Part 2. Um, but I want to talk about for a second, why is the episode called Clean? Um I was thinking about that a little bit after I watched it. I was like, why is it called Clean Part 1? Because there's just a, there's a lot of themes in here about cleanliness. And, um, like, they talk about, um, like, okay, well, first of all, you know, the cistern's clogged up. It's so It gets so dirty that, that the fresh water cannot come out of the, the well. And uh, this kind of theme of cleanliness runs throughout all, a lot of the, um, the plot lines in this episode, like with Veronica who is, uh, spoiler alert, the woman with the issue of blood, which we'll see later, um, who kind of is the one who touches Jesus' shawl, and he, like, heals her, this issue of blood that she's had for her whole life. Um, but she is, she's considered unclean because she's bleeding all the time. Like, and she sells her job that she's trying to do, her business that she's trying to do, is, um, sell people, or get people to pay her to go clean their garments and clothes in clean, fresh water. Um, and just kind of all these all these themes and all these plot lines referring to cleanliness and just kind of what this means for this Jewish people at this time. Even at the end when when Simon is talking to Gaius, which is a very good scene, super cool. Um, like Gaius hands him a, a a thing, a container holding wine, and Simon mentions he can't drink it because of the rules of Torah that he has to follow. And just there's all these running themes of cleanliness throughout the episode. It's, it's just very, very... Um, 
very well done, as the Chosen usually is. But anyway, uh, Yusuf talks to Jairus about Jairus believing in the Messiah, and then uh, people are just people are getting forced to get water at the well, like at this well that's outside of time and ta- town, and all these people are just lined up um, to get water at this one well. And um, then, so Eden is rearranging their house for Simon, and he kind of sneaks in and surprises her, and um, he mentions that they haven't had enough to eat, or haven't had very much to eat while they've been traveling, but this, uh, now we get kind of the introduction of this tension between Simon and Eden, because Simon comes back, and he immediately starts demanding things, and isn't, he, uh, it's, uh, he's not asking all about how Eden's doing, or what, what she's been up to, he's just, he says the the disciples are coming in for the um, in the morning and they're just gonna like hang out. He wants her to make bread and food for them, um, and he just takes a nap like immediately. And uh, as we've seen later, when they in some uh, of the videos from behind the scenes, that Eden is going to get pretty upset. And there's going to be a little bit of a fallout there, so who knows what'll uh, come become of of their uh, relationship. I mean, they're not gonna get like divorced or something, but we'll have to see how they're how they're relationship strain gets solved um but uh she's she's not really that happy so she leaves to go get bread and um veronica comes to eden and they kind of meet and she says she knows of a secret spring that uh will give fresh water so uh they they kind of go off to go to the well and Jairus uh comes home to his family and his daughter uh, kind of gets sick and uh we all know where this is headed but uh it's very, uh, very well done scene. You know, we kind of get. It's cool to get the backstory for these characters, um, just to kind of set up, it, it, which is what the chosen, you know, classically does all the time, which is sets up these motivations and these backstories for these characters. So then, when the actual event that's mentioned in the Bible happens, we, um, oh, and uh, the water isn't clean, so Neely gets. That's why Neely, 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 Neely gets sick. Uh, it's because the water isn't clean. Another, you know, tie into cleanliness. Um, but um, uh, I I love uh, I love how the the chosen with Veronica too you know she's how hard it is for her to try to live because uh, you can't even when when a, a woman is unclean they can't touch their husband for a week as Veronica mentions to uh, Eden and uh, it's just it, it, it very cool to see and uh, so we have this the beginning of this kind of Neely being sick storyline which is Jairus' daughter by the way um, and so. Eden and Veronica come to the well, and they just kind of get to talking about Veronica, and, and it didn't hit me until their second encounter that she was the one with the issue of blood, actually, so I was like, is uh, is Eden about to get murdered here or something? So, okay, I can be slow sometimes, all right, guys? Um, looking back, it's very obvious, but, like, when she started unwrapping that, her legs and, like, with the, the blood coming down and stuff, I was like, ooh, what is this? But um, uh, it, it hit me, it, it hit me, and it was like a, it was like a an earth-shattering realization. I was like, "Whoa, she's she's the woman with the issue of blood." It was it was pretty, pretty surreal for me. Um, but I I found out. Okay, okay, I I I got it. Um, but the next thing is Mary and Tamar are in Matthew's old home, and Tamar's trying to sell Matthew's stuff. And they they're a bit at odds right now, Mary and Tamar. Um, I don't know how, um, I feel about this particular storyline. If I want, I'm going to be completely honest. And I don't know exactly if I how much I love this particular subplot. Like I, I guess I can get it. Like it's like both of these women they both have passed and they're trying to like, you know, they're like getting into fights and like making assumptions about the other and blah, 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 like, but I, don't, I just don't know if it's one hundred percent 
like I don't know why they're acting like this. Like they're being pretty aggressive towards each other. And I don't know exactly if that's like has been like set up before in the show. Like I don't know like I don't know why Mary's being so first of all overly defensive of Matthew's home. It's implied that she like I don't know kind of like has a thing for him maybe, but like I don't know. Like she's like and to, I don't know understand why Tamar's being so overly like aggressive either. Like I just feel like this has been amped up like a little bit unrealistically for this subplot. I get it why they're doing it, but it's I don't know. I just don't love it. I just think it I don't know. But uh nonetheless it is something that's happening. So they can't really take it back now that I said that I don't like it. But um it's uh it's we'll have to see where it goes and see where it ends up. But uh right now I'm not one hundred percent loving the subplot. But anyway. Uh Zebedee knocks on the door and comes in and he uh asks them about his uh, olive oil and uh the Tamar kind of tells him what's what about the olives that he's using and uh, she wants to speak with the person who sells them uh where where um Zebedee got them from um and, and and not to say that I like hate this plot line or like I'm like I'm like d- dissing the writers like oh they don't know what they're talking about or like that um I just think maybe like we spend maybe a little bit too much time on it it just doesn't seem like it's super consequential to the rest of the story and everything that's going on it's just kind of like it's just easily this plot line that I could pick out as one that I'm like not nearly as interested in as any of the other ones that are going on throughout the episode like when we're following this particular plot line it's one that I was like uh okay when are we gonna see the next one like when what's going on with the disciples so we'll have to see where it goes again I don't know like it's a part one we'll have to see how this kind of subplot gets resolved but as of right now, I don't 100% love it, but, uh, and it's still, and it's not bad, again, but we'll just have to see where it goes. It's fine. Um, and, uh, so we cut to the disciples all sitting around the table and talking about miracles, uh, the, the miracles that they've done, and, like, uh, and just kind of, uh, just chatting it up, catching up with each other, and, uh, I was technically, I was correct in my, um, in my videos on YouTube where I said there was gonna be, I guess there was gonna be a time jump, like, that's where everyone switches clothes and like maybe a few hairstyles were changed, um, but uh, so yeah, that's that's what happened here. So they had a kind of a time jump. Now everybody's in a little bit of different uh, attire, and that was pretty cool. I mean, I love to see the new uniforms; they look pretty cool. Everyone's new outfits, very nice, very nice. Um, but uh, they're kind of talk, and Eden is mad at Simon still in this scene, and Simon's like not not understanding why, um, and. I just I I thought it was very interesting when the uh, Big James brought up he said he feels like a fraud because he's he's saying these things and that are maybe not he, he even fulfill, he says he's saying things that he doesn't follow or like ways of life that he doesn't live by uh which I thought was a very interesting um point of view or idea to throw in there like it, I was not expecting that at all because that's a very complex idea for like preachers um, who are pastors and that stuff and the p- figures of authority in, in the church who are preaching and nobody, everybody's a sinner themselves. So, so these people who are preaching are also, you know, uh, preaching not only to this group of people, but they're talking about themselves as well. So that's a very complex and interesting idea that I was not expecting to be in there. Uh, that kind of caught me by surprise. I was like, wow, that's a, that's a very, um, real, topic to explore and I, I hope they explore it maybe a little bit more uh because that was such a such a great idea 
uh, just to kind of put in the episode. I loved it. That they just didn't even just a little mention like that. I was like, that's that's great. Um, but John and Big James are really kind of at odds and kind of arguing. Um, and uh, Eden says, you know, why don't you ask Jesus about um, this kind of healing without understanding and all these things that they're preaching that they don't quite fully get yet. And uh, they all mention soon again, which is now becoming a running joke, which is a funny running joke. So uh, <laughs> I am pleased with it. Um, but uh, Andrew kind of notices something going on between Simon and Eden, and he asks them about it, and neither of them really respond. But um, he's clear to him that something is up. So um, uh, then the next scene is Zebedee giving up. He's talking about giving up his fishing uh, business to go follow Jesus with uh, some other guy. Um, and I, I don't think it was the olive oil or the, the olive uh, salesman. I think it was just a fishing buddy, pretty sure. Anyway. Um, so then Eden comes to Veronica again, and this is kind of where it hit me. I was like, wait, she's the woman with the issue of blood. It was a pretty surreal realization. I was like, whoa. Kind of, like, it took me a second. I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. Um, I was not expecting that. I, was, I, I just couldn't tell where they were going with the Veronica character. I was like, who is this going to be? Uh, but then it hit me, and I was like, oh, it's the woman with the issue of blood. Um, and uh, she's kind of talking about she spent all her money. She has she hasn't she's not married. She's spent all her money trying to fix this issue of blood. And she says she mentioned that there's something that she hasn't done yet. So we'll have to see what that is. I thought she was going to mention Jesus, but it seems maybe she's talking about because um, we've seen later that there's someone who jumps in the river or the the like the pond water jumps in the pool the body of water, um, <laughs> and uh, Jesus like comes in and gets her or whatever. So maybe she's like. Maybe she tries suicide, or I don't know. We'll have to see where that one goes. <laughs> but uh, we'll probably see that next episode. Um, but Yusuf comes to Jairus again, and uh, Jairus talks about his daughter is sick because of the water, and he thinks that maybe he's being punished by God for believing in Jesus, which I think is another very real thought that some um, people who are saved might have, where they're like, why are all these bad things happening to me? Um, is it because I believe in Jesus, or... Uh, and I, I really like that, that other idea that was kind of thrown in there. Very cool. Um, and uh, the uh, the Pharisee, the lead, um, I forget I forget his name, but he was the guy from season two. Um, he proposes a new law against false teaching to more invoke like serious punishment uh, upon the um, the false teachers of the land. Probably more referring to Jesus specifically, and. Um, he says that any any ounce of false teaching will be reported to the Sanhedrin, and um, this is obviously a move by Shmuel, and uh, I think Yanni is the other one's name, and um, they're just kind of and Shmuel is very impatient about this kind of thing getting done. Um, he's very like he's like I, I want it to happen quicker. He wants to be so he's definitely going to be more pers- um, pursuing of uh, tracking Jesus or coming down more and punishing Jesus. Um, but uh, Simon and Eden are, are sleeping, and Eden is mad at Simon, and he still doesn't know why. Um, and we see Veronica try to sell, or she's finishing a uh, a gig that she did where she uh, washed someone's clothes, but then he notices that she's bleeding, and uh, her um, job is a, is a bit of a failure. So she um, it's just showing how hard it is for her to try to do this business that she's doing with her um, condition. And... Um, then we get Simon is talking to Eden and trying to like uh, understand why she's mad at him, 
uh, she's like she's she's mentioning things, and then Jesus comes in, uh, always coming in at the right time. Or I guess maybe this was the wrong time. No, but it's always the right time with Jesus. He's like a he's like the wizards from the from the Hobbit, you know. Uh, never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Um, so, and Simon kind of snaps at Jesus. He gets a little mad because of all, well, because because of these people that are following him, and these people are like banging on on their house trying to get in. Um, so then Simon just goes for a walk and goes to the uh, the synagogue, and uh, Gaius comes in. We have a very interesting scene, which I love. One of my favorite scenes of uh, of this season is is um simon talking to gaius and just kind of like them kind of trying to guys trying to understand more about you know the jewish people and simon kind of uh the whole time simon's fiddling and tying knots uh, fisherman knots on this rope and uh he's asking about jesus and uh and simon's just kind of like mentioning how how things are going how he's how he's um pretty pretty sulky right now and um then uh uh Guys mentions that his grandfather was a sailor, and he ties all the fishermen's knots uh, on the rope. And he also uh, mentions or suggests the idea that Simon should fix the cistern himself, um, and that he'll oversee the uh, the whole operation, kind of help him out a little bit. So we'll probably be seeing more of that next episode as well. Um, but he uh, he mentions to Simon that uh, uh, he should say five words. Learn to to say five words to his wife if or if his wife is the problem that's going on at home and he says, "You are right. I'm sorry," <laughs> and uh, that's kind of his advice that he gives to Peter and uh, he uh, then he walks away and then uh, Jairus's wife goes in and checks on their daughter and uh, you hear her shout for Gaius a bit uh, disturbed so that's where the episode ends and this is a bit where the cliffhanger comes in because it's a part one again so. Uh, wasn't really expecting there to be that much resolution, but um, nonetheless, a very super awesome, amazing episode of The Chosen, and there's really no bad episode, so it's not surprising. But uh, every episode this season just is is such a high level of quality and emotion, and and also tension and humor at times, and it's just it's oh every episode in season three is so good, so good. Um, so if you haven't seen season three, episode four, then what are you doing? You should definitely go listen to it or, or watch season three episode four. You definitely go watch it. Uh, it is so, so good. Very awesome. Um, and stay tuned for next week when season three, episode five, Clean Part Two, will come out. And uh, I'll be there to do my review on that as well. That, might, that one might come out like a day earlier than than, uh, than this one. Or, yeah, uh, six days, whatever. Um, so, yes, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and you haven't followed Against the Current of the Chosen podcast, then please consider following. Happy New Year, everybody. This is recorded on January 1st, 2023, so the first podcast of the year. And uh, I've got some exciting things planned for Against the Current this year. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be awesome because, uh, first of all, we got Season 3 and we got Season 4 as well. So, um, very exciting times for the Chosen community, and I will see you guys, or I guess you'll hear me next time. Bye-bye.